Hello, and thanks for tuning in. This is the podcast that I call Love Always Wins. My name is David Hazen. There are millions of podcasts out there. I've decided to be one of them because there may be someone else who resonates with what I have to say. So it's important to me to know that somebody is listening, even if it is only one person. If you are that person, I would love to hear from you. I would beg to hear from you. Just go to my website, lovealwayswins.us, and enter something in that contact window on the side. This episode is about not taking ourselves so seriously and allowing ourselves to be non-logical, nonsensical, happy, joyous, and free as small children tend to be. The thing we need to reflect on is that large and complex systems will always be pushing us beyond what we may believe as the limits of our analytical, rational understanding to what may feel like being out of control. Non-logical, whole systems, right brain synthesis that includes wisdom from the entire body and beyond will conclude, one, our role as controller is both irrelevant and not necessary. We can let go of that. It's not our job. Two, our full, wholehearted participation in large systems exactly as they are in the present moment will reveal ways for us to satisfy our need to contribute, which is a source of awesome joy that eliminates all fear. Three, to escape the rational conditioning of our thought process requires constant focused, and disciplined effort in the pursuit of this special wisdom. I'm going to pause a moment just to let that sink in. Going on now, if we surrender our ego needs of being right, important, or strong, we engage the powerlessness aspect of love. We recognize the limitations of our control over other people or situations. That is the practice, the internal self-management of one's attitude that does not attempt to cover up our feelings of inadequacy and insignificance with bravado, bluffing, and manipulations of all kinds. It's true. When concepts, labels, opinions, and anxieties are simply set aside, even momentarily, when we sink into the heart of now, there is a shocking, sudden awareness of such overwhelming love and support that at first we weep. And then we never want to return to, quote, civilized thinking, unquote, because we now see it, see it as dead and far removed from the real life of the wordless heart. However, as long as we have physical bodies, we do and we must return to domesticated society. 
We no longer need to fully accept it as the definition of ourselves, however, because we may no longer be fully alive within that structure. Having placed a bit of our identity in that place beyond, it is in this place between worlds, I've heard it called interbeing, that we can be truly, wildly alive. The greatest threat to the status quo is not war, nor pestilence, nor famine, nor revolution, nor inflation, nor depression, nor collapse of the corporations or the government, nor even overheating of the planet. All of those things just increase the struggle to solve problems. The greatest threat is that we might love each other as brother and sister and love our planet. Love would sweep away and overturn all the roots and foundations of the status quo, set free the oppressed, heal the sick and wounded, quench the thirsty, feed the hungry, shelter the homeless, and set everyone dancing for joy. Love is now dangerous. Love is suppressed. Love is exiled from thought, word, and deed. Open your heart to let compassion pour out onto the world, and your heart will overflow. It will not empty. It will expand exponentially to the fifth power. Because, one... Love makes us better listeners, which builds empathy, creating the space for collaborative problem-solving necessary for the stable security, which is peace. Love is practical. Two, love's perceptions, emotions, and deliberate actions are no longer driven by external personalities or situations. Love will lead us to adapt, to grow, and it is in this ability that we find our most human qualities. Love is personal. Three, love knows the transformation of global society only needs one person who is released from the violence paradigm because they are far more creative and outside the box when it comes to empowering others to rearrange not just their thinking, but also their behavior. Love is powerful. Four, when love changes our inner world, our external behavior shifts to match, and we become a creative source of systemic change. Love will dedicate all one's thoughts, feelings, and actions to the peace, mission, and purpose. Love is passionate. Five, Henry Van Dyke wrote, quote, Time is too slow for those who wait, too swift for those who fear, too long for those who grieve, too short for those who rejoice. 
But for those who love, time is not. Unquote. Love does not count the days or years until peace is achieved as a measurable event. Love knows that moving out of despair interrupts the cycle of violent behaviors immediately, not in the future. Love knows that the desire for peace is here and now within the hearts of all people, and that desire can be drawn forth. Love is patient. And so I say to you, peacemaking is the work of love. And here's an example. He dropped his weapon. He was done with fighting. He was done with side effects. The memories of killings were too much to bear. He dropped his fears. He dropped his anger. He dropped his hatreds. He left the raging battlefield. He allowed himself to come home to friends and family. He discussed it with his war-weary buddies, but they held weapons as the only way to peace. Oh, shit. The lifeblood of others was keeping him prisoner. Nobody gave him the key. He dropped his weapon and set himself free. He didn't wait for anyone to join him. He didn't wait for Christmas or his birthday. He just dropped his weapon and walked away. He had journaled about it for years, asking all the wrong questions. He let go of his reasons to kill. When they were gone, his reasons to live shone brightly he dropped his weapon with no effort, like a raindrop falling into the ocean. Nobody paid him or awarded him a medal. There was no front page story. The war continued without him. He sought the soul wounded on the streets of his city. He brought them some peace. And somewhere, his useless weapon dissolved into rust to become next year's bounty of flowers, bees, and honey. Reverend Sapphire Rose wrote, She Let Go, upon which this little word poem was based. Well, I look forward to have you here next week. Thank you. Bye.